Hey, welcome to the Lead in Davis, Put a Lid on It podcast. Um, our guests today are Corby Eason and Percy Canales. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Is that? Okay. Would you tell me if I wasn't? That's close. Okay. I mean, it's, it's Canales. Canales. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now I need... Uh, I need to do better at that. And you need to tell me when I'm not going to write. Okay. All right. <laughs> Corby, I got you right? Corby, okay. You, you, you got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. You didn't add the T uh, in it. So uh, it's perfect. Um, you know? Okay. Perfect. I know. Did you get a lot of Easton? Yeah. All the time. Like playing baseball too. Like the Easton back. Oh, you know? uh, yeah. 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 So. Okay. Well, let's jump into this. So um, we're, we're going to begin today our conversation. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. And um, these are questions that uh, the Lead in Davis Academy have uh, carefully and scientifically orchestrated to uh, get to know the real you. Okay. Okay. So, are you willing? Are you willing to answer these questions? What I'd like to do is, is it, it, to some degree, kind of a rapid fire. We'd like a word or or a brief sentence or type response to these questions. Some of these questions uh, are going to blow your mind. Oh, really? So you need to be <laughs> careful. Okay. We'll start with you, Percy. All right. Um, and you're both going to answer all the questions. Well, okay. Before Before I start, I just got to put out like, would this not be held against me for future jobs? Yeah. Yeah. For okay. Sure. You're, 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 <laughs> okay. Just have yeah, to put I mean, it out there. <laughs> this, is, this is probably going to go viral, and you're going to become, Perfect. you know, podcast superstars. So they may dig it up one day. But let's let's jump into the first question, okay. Percy. If you had to choose one song that would play every time you walked into a room for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ooh, a walk-up song. Mm. Let's see. Um, oh, that's a good question. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is, oh, is it Sun King? Sun King. It's a, it's a song. It's from like the 80s. Who sang it? I can't remember. Maybe maybe you're making up this song, Percy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sun King. Um, Sun King. You know I'll, what? I'll think about it. I, 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 maybe, it. In, maybe in post-production, we'll add, mm. we'll add a little bar of Sun King. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. It's got a good little guitar intro, though. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, uh, uh, Corby, you, you probably actually have walk-up music. But oh, yeah. So... Um, Totally. I would say definitely uh, any song on Lion King. And the reason why Lion King, believe it or not, like before every football game, I had to watch Lion King to get me ready for the football game. And, and the reason why, because it's just it's my mantra, you know, like, like don't worry about anything. Like uh, being like, just can't wait to be king because I had to be the king of that day because playing defensive back you know yeah. you had to be your best always and so I would say I just can't wait to be king as my walkout song oh, believe nice. it or not Corby remember who you are right okay perfect awesome okay Corby next question your favorite Christmas or birthday gift as a child oh that's a good one uh, I would say my favorite Christmas gift um is a Red Ryder BB gun, you mm. know, like nice. As a kid, you know, you watch Christmas Story, and, oh, yeah. and the uh, song. I mean, about the sand, about you want to shoot your eye out, you know. And so it actually happened, you know. And <laughs> good thing I had safety glasses on. Right, you, know, you bounced a BB off your safety glasses. Totally, <laughs> and like you, you know, your mom always said, "Watch it, don't shoot, shoot yourself," and it's totally happened. You oh know? yeah. And so that was, I would say, my favorite Christmas uh, gift. Nice, nice. Red Ryder, beat that. Beat, beat well, that I, th this was easy. So I was in Peru. 
I got a bike, mm. but it was. It looked like a motorcycle, like mm. the handlebars had oh, the motorcycle handlebars. Know. It had like yeah. a fake gas tank on, mm. and the seat was like a long, like a motorcycle. Mm. But it was it was a bicycle, but it it, it was yellow. It was cool. Did you get, get mine? Got stolen very quickly. I came to the states, so I left it there. Okay, okay, all right. Well, you can't write it in. Okay, uh, Percy, this question's for you to start. If you could have dinner with anyone from any time in history who is not a relative or a religious figure, who would it be? Oh, Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Okay. I, I want to ask questions, but I won't. Corey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mine would be Dr. King, you know, just based off the impact he'd done on the world and things that we didn't appreciate probably well when he was living, but as we see the world progress, like, oh, he was spot on, you know, so... Yeah, but you can just say, just talk to me, man. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'll let you talk. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Corby, hamburgers or pizza? Uh, it, oh. <sighs> Hamburger. But it had to be from the right place. It had to be, like, some great, like, 100% beef. It had to be, like, broil. It had to be with bacon. Okay. And so it had well, to. Since you brought up, is there? What's the right place? So uh, I like uh, Lucky Thirteen downtown oh. Salt Lake. You know, change your life. Yeah. yeah. Then Slater's fifty fifty, fifty percent ground beef, fifty percent ground bacon. Mm. And so, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Percy. Yeah, I know it had to be a burger. There's a place in California, I think, that has like bacon infused within like mm. the burger meat too it looks delicious but yeah um i love some avocados on it mm. um i'm kind of weird i guess because i i don't like ketchup on mine more of like a mayo person but mm. definitely it's a burger nice excellent okay percy what advice would you give to your 16 year old self everything's gonna be all right like just just do it. Like you don't have to stress about it. You don't have to hesitate. Just, just do it. Awesome, Corby. Yeah, I would say uh, let loose a little bit. Like I was such on the structure. I took things serious. I think I don't think I enjoyed the social scene of like high school, junior high. Uh, and I think like just loosen up a little bit. You can have fun. Corby, if you weren't an educator, what would you be? So. I would be a coach, uh, football coach, or a front office guy in Major League Baseball. That was my idea. Baseball. Yeah. Cause baseball was my first love before even football, and so I always dreamed about being a front office GM role. And each sport has its own kind of culture, right? Yeah. It's a different, a different jam, a different vibe for depending on the the sport right. right for sure and baseball is your jam on that yeah okay it's a thinking man game you know you have to be smart you have to strategic chess not checkers so okay. you have to really know what you're doing okay percy i think along that coaching line but it would probably be that and a little bit of art stuff we like connected to it from all the dancing stuff i i'd loved that's actually how I got into education. I was I was in charge of a ballroom dance program at junior high and creating and choreography and that stuff is a lot of fun. Yeah, awesome. Okay, uh, Percy, your house is on fire. Everyone is safe, and you have the opportunity to save one item. What would it be? My goodness. Um, 
we have a painting in our house um, of like, like uh, Jesus calming the waters, mm. but it's it, um, it's Arnold Freeberg oh, yeah. painting, yeah. and we got early on in our marriage for like eighty bucks at a garage. It's huge. Oh, huge. But we got it for eighty bucks because they didn't know what they had. Yeah. And it was it was awesome, yeah. And it's it's been in our house for a while. We we love it. You can get a little a little one for eighty bucks. No, this thing was yeah yeah yeah, yeah it was awesome. Okay, Corb. Yeah, I, I would say um, my kids' memory box. Um, so we got like physical things that our kids grew up, and just some of the memorable things of like clothing or items that they loved. And so I would probably go back and try to get that. Nice. You know, I have a memory box. My wife calls it a junk box but i have a memory box yeah. just all the stuff yeah I think my, I, my I wife think does I too i just was moving it and it was it was very heavy i'm yeah. like you need to throw some of this away yeah. my wife hates moving because i'll spend like four hours just looking through my box again yeah right okay okay uh corb if you could travel back in time to one day in your life would you go back to relive a great day or would you fix a bad day I would go back and live a great day, uh, and I would go back to like just um, my senior year of high school. I think it was just a great memory and a camaraderie I had with some friends, and I would just go back and enjoy it again, and again, and again. Yeah, and you probably enjoy it more with today's perspective, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And Percy, um, the first thing that came to mind—I'm sure there's other stuff—but the first thing that came to mind was re wrestling. Uh, a match I lost three to two. Um, <laughs> if I just hadn't reached, if I, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I think it was also a mental thing, right? He was like a state champion and I was like, I don't know. And, and I was up, but then I, I just mentally, right. I, I wish I can go back and be like, Hey, you got this. I don't know why you're, you know, you're, you're not going for it. So. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Percy. Now, now we're going to get into kind of the reason we're here today a little more as we as we go through these questions. But uh, question number nine: What would you change about public education? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I wouldn't get so spread out with. Um, kind of everything we have in the district, right? We have all these people and all these different roles that are valuable, but sometimes it makes it seem like they're too separate. So then it seems to teachers that we have all these things that we have to do, which is really just one thing, right? And so I think all those systems in place are needed, but I don't know if they're all working towards the same one thing and it makes it seem like it's just too much to do. Right, so I'd oversimplify. Just everyone has the same focus, but we're going through these different lenses to get to it, as opposed to we have all these different, I don't know, organizations in there that are trying to, I don't know, push their own different uh, focus. If that makes sense. Yeah. Excellent, Corby. Yeah. So I would, I would, uh, I think flip the whole system in a sense uh, because I, I think it's pretty much um, one track like we are so used to the traditional way of kids receiving a diploma and it's really going back and personalize it from individual needs and i think uh our some of our systems are not called up for our goal to like personalize uh learning outcomes for students okay this is a big one corby 
uh, and the universe is listening. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what would you change about yourself? Oh, what would I change about myself? I would um, go back and listen more to people that made an impact with me, like as my development and leadership. And kind of just really listen to the details more. I feel like I listen like to the general message, and I feel like if I can go back and re-listen at the stage I were I was in at the time that I received the information that I know now, going back and saying like, okay, what can I pull from that individual and make a difference for my students? And so, awesome, Percy. So I, um, I'm a big time planner. I like to plan things so that things work out a certain way. But every once in a while, you can't finish off a plan unless you do some stuff first. Like to get some more information to go back for the plan. And sometimes I get stuck on that. And I just wish I could just, well, just do it. Just do something and then go back and see it. But I sometimes get stuck on that like over planning uh, stage. Yes. Okay. Great. Okay, we're we're going to shift and and talk a little bit about the Lead in Davis experience so far, um, and you know let, let's let's talk about some things. I, uh, Percy, one of the things that you talked about um, when when we asked about your favorite activities, uh, you mentioned the one with the squares, and I think they, it was a vulnerability exercise, right, where mm-hmm. you step forward. Um, and in and to a degree, it, it took this like, from my perspective, watching it and participating in it, it took this degree of, um, you felt a little bit alone when you're when you had to make the choice to step forward, and then very quickly you saw that there were other people in the square that were like you or right. had similarities to you. Um, that's what I saw. Talk to us about that that squares activity, and, and Corby, join in. You know. Well, that was part of it. The other part was that the square activity was. I thought it was the perfect teaching thing. One, it was already set up, but no one talked about it beforehand. So it made me go, wait, why are these squares here? And why are they different sizes? And I started to think about like all the possible. So I was already like into it and intrigued by it even before I got to it. And so it was just like a great, I think hook. I don't even know if you intended to do it, but it just, it, it was already got me going in that mode. Um, but then once it started, yeah, it was about, um, I don't think it was so much me I'm open to sharing where I'm at with things. So I wasn't, I wasn't shy about stepping forward, but it was cool to see the other people that I, especially I don't know anybody here, right? But it was good to see people that I work with, uh, people that I've talked to and kind of start to see um, things about them in a safe way, Mm. right? Um, So it was good. Yeah, I I would like, as you talk about it, I would say this square activity was my favorite. Although I probably submitted something else, I, w- I would definitely say that it. And the reason why I feel like uh, it's the vulnerability. Uh, I think so often uh, when educators are at work, I mean, they are very shy of being vulnerable. Like you have to be vulnerable to set boundaries, but I feel like you can be vulnerable with your coworkers, so you can be able to create that trust. And I feel like that's one of the things that I have at my school is. We are so vulnerable with each other and we are so transparent on like what we are going through, like what are our goals uh, professionally to develop. Um, 
we know where we are and we can give each other feedback and it can be honest feedback and also we can show how we can pick each other up and so that's why I really appreciate that activity that vulnerability and I feel like my team is really great at the vulnerability part they create trust yeah I when I saw that I thought I'd love to do that if I could go back to a building I'd love to do this with my staff you know we learn great things I think and and Leiden Davis has capitalized on some really great activities but how often are we thinking about applying those with our staff how cool would that be for your staff to see each other and and that's something you could do and 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 set up good teaching model by having it on the floor when they come in and everyone goes, what is going on here? Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you too, because you, you both selected the same person of all, of all the attribute experts, you both, you both selected Chad Lewis <laughs> and now you're both BYU guys. So that's something, right? right? But, but t- talk to me about Chad Lewis, Corby. Yeah. Like, like, like I said, when I did my introduction, like, like before I even met Chad, I knew like the impact he made on others through uh, uh, a neutral friend, Roger Hood. He was a former uh, alumni from my high school, and he went back to share his story, and he talked about what guys made an impact on him and why. And so and it's crazy how the world worked that I end up connecting with that same individual that made impact with him. And so and Chad, like, he's a guy um, – he like will like make you feel like you are the only person in the room and you remember the, the clip that um Casey and Brad showed how Mr. Roger like mm. to that kid in the wheelchair like yep. made him feel very present and that's one thing I appreciate about Chad because in the role that he's in uh he's a very vi- busy and uh busy individual and I can easily get blown off of oh I don't have time to respond to Corby text or I don't have time to do uh, X, Y, and Z and every time I have asked him to support me anyway he dropped anything that he was doing and was able to deliver and again uh, talking with him um, throughout my time when I first got to Utah I mean he was the guy that kept me going kept me going although uh, it was some struggle with the culture shop here in Utah and um, again that guy like I would trust him with my kids I can call him I can be in the middle of uh, San Juan County and like hey Chad I got a flat tire can you come get me he'll, he'll stop and like I'm on my way and so that's what I really okay. appreciate about him so you know him personally so that's an that's an advantage yeah. uh, Percy one of the things that you said about him in your in your comment uh, one of the things you learned about was his message on success coming from the mundane the repetitive and you said I don't have to build something miraculous just keep working on the small things the big things will take care of themselves right. that's something you took from Chad talk about that yeah, um, that was actually not just something that came from his talk. It came from somebody else's too. Um, but I thought that that was something that came up a lot, and I, I remembered it from his uh, from his discussion. Um, I think the example was that he ran the same play over and over like a thousand times or something, and it wasn't until by the time he got to the to the to the actual play, his feet knew exactly what to do. Um, and so it, it just reminded me again, I don't have to plan something huge. I can just go back to small things and do small stuff. Uh, the other thing I liked about his talk is, is he mentioned, I think, four different coaches who are probably the four of the most different coaches that anyone ever knows of, right? And you have the guy from, he used to coach the Raiders, who's, 
you know, they all have different characteristics and he learned from every one of them. And so it just reminded me again, like it's on the mundane and you can learn from wherever you're at. Right. And so it's just a positive uh, mindset on that. Awesome. Well, we, we are, we are short on time. So let me, let me ask our final question. And this is our, this is our put a lid on it. Final question. Um, so let's start with you, Corby. What are you going to change in education starting tomorrow? Oh, one of the things I, I would change in education starting tomorrow is like how how we treat each other, how um, we can push each other, how we can uh, have high expectation for each other, like for teacher teacher, like high, having high expectation to make sure that uh, low achieving students is being taught just like our high achieving students and like just not giving up uh, on kids based off what we can't control in the schools uh, that is going on either in their home life and or whatever is just being there for the kid and teaching them and not lowering expectation for them and so just the expectation of they can be successful no matter what they are doing just they just got to put their mind to it and uh appropriate support to get them there and so that's my biggest thing that i'm looking to change tomorrow and continue to work on that as a school leader awesome thanks percy yeah um kids and teachers are going through a lot of tough things going on right now um and i i don't know if they're also recognizing that or 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 recognize there's a match there, right? And they're still, I think, going through tough things kind of differently. Um, and so one of the things that I've noticed a lot is, you know, especially in high school, we focus on content. And I think it's valuable. But I think for a while, in order to get to the content, we have to focus first on students' accessibility and a sense of belonging in every classroom that they're in. And so being able to give them accessible content, but also give them a feeling that they belong there. And I think that's going to go pay more dividends down the line than, look, I got to push this content through because you guys are lacking and you're needing it, right? It, it's, it's creating that feeling. I think it's kind of what Corby was talking about too, right? So that, that's something I want to focus on. Yeah, you know, that Maslow hierarchy need, that basic uh, need, like sense belonging, uh, uh, shelter, like social-emotional support, just that those basic needs that – we take for for granted, you know, and we got to realize everyone don't have the basic need like we think we had growing up. So just being mindful of that. And yeah, I think if there's a theme in this podcast, it's that right. Keep it simple. Get back yeah. to the get back to the basics. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you. Uh, I want to thank our guests today, Percy Canales and Corby Eason, two extraordinary administrators and educational leaders. And uh, we thank you for joining us on the Put a Lid on It broadcast. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Yep. Thank you.